Hello, welcome to another episode of the Big Bad Sadcast. My name is Wallace Fetzer, and today we have a very special episode for you. Um, this is our, I think, our year anniversary episode. Our first, our first released episode was a Valentine's Day episode with Jackson Banks, yeah, I believe, right? And that was a mere year ago, so... Um, I think it's cool that it, we're still doing it. I, I guess I'm a little surprised, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to, I'd like to thank Sasha for um, Sasha Bloom for getting us this um, spot to record in the iHeartRadio studios. I, I guess I haven't really called out him specifically for helping us out, so I think that's good to do. Mm-hmm. This is very funny. Yeah, um, this <laughs> is a funny <laughs> podcast. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just. Um, yeah, it's our year anniversary. the The year anniversary is the paper anniversary, um, and that's a fact. <laughs> Wait, what? The paper anniversary? Yeah, that's what you call it. Oh, um, like okay. you know uh, how there's like different. Yeah, if you yeah. never heard of like like your like thirtieth anniversary is like the gold anniversary. Oh yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. ever heard about that? It's oh. like it's like in uh, in Gone Girl when she'll give him stuff. On the, on the anniversary, isn't it? Oh, it is like that moment in Gone Girl when <laughs> yeah. she gives him stuff. What, yeah. what does she give him? Well, because every year she gives him like a paper thing or like a gold. I thought that was what yeah, was yeah, gold, okay. Gone Girl. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. that is like I think people do that for the. It's a big part of the movie. Yeah. So, like, like, yeah, wouldn't it just? Who wouldn't just get them a card? Like, a card made of paper or a yeah. card made of gold? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's literally like what you're supposed to do. I think. It, okay. I think it like. Directly correlates to what gift you should be giving someone. Well, I I, I prefer cash, honestly. I mean, there you go. And that is why we have a bunch of cash underneath all these seats. I guess the first year is the best, then, if you're trying to cash out. We will Um, be giving our listeners the gift of audio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess thank you for anyone, if there is anyone who's listened the whole time. Or at all. I'm enormously thankful uh, if that person exists and... uh, (laughs) Email us so I can thank you in person. <laughs> Please talk to us. But like, I, I really, I really would love um, if anyone's listening to email the show at bigbadsadcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've gotten a lot of wacky emails coming in, um, but uh, we would also like to hear from the audience that we might have. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. Um, today, I'm joined by my muse, Amara Ames. Aww. Uh Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. And also, uh, my mistress, I don't know, uh, Arrested <laughs> I'm definitely the whole of the podcast. The whole? The whole. Like, you know, in like radio, like the joke is like, there's that hole that just like sucks the fun out of Which the Which hole? <laughs> just like... <laughs> The, brings everything to a halt. The yeah. woman on the zoo crew yeah. that everyone just shits on <laughs> yeah. all the time. Oh, you no. could. No. <laughs> you're not that arrest. Yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a light. Opposite you're a good, hole. You're, yeah. you're a good hole. You're, I'm you're, a mound. You're a protruding so, yeah, mound. Yeah, yeah, mound. You're a phallus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, th- thanks for doing this with me, guys. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm being so sincere. I know. This is a great opening spiel. I know. Spiel. I, yeah. I, kinda, I don't know. It's like, a, it's like Churchill addressing the... Uh, <laughs> We will we podcast <laughs> on the beaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think there's some. We, I think we should think, or I don't know, just spend a moment and uh, appreciate that we've been doing this for a year, and yeah. I, I appreciate you guys for doing this with me. And I will now make this a funny podcast <laughs> after that moment. But I just wanted to say that um, today we are joined by a friend of mine, a local comedian here in Salt Lake City, Brian Earl. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Um, Brian, would you choke up on that mic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, I think I, I met you at the U of U open mic that I started. Um, and I think you, you started comedy, like, what, like a year ago? How long has it been? Um, I've, I've actually been in and out for a long time, but I've been going solid for about 20 months now. 20 months? Yeah. It's like baby ages, yeah. your, your time in comedy. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so like you said you were in and out. What what do you mean by that? Oh, like I uh, I tried it one time when I was like 26, and then I didn't do it again for about three years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What, what, did you bomb? Uh, <laughs> I just realized that I didn't have jokes that were worth telling at the time. And Hey, that's yeah. that, I mean, that's a wise thing to realize, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I'm sure they were all right, though. Yeah, I mean, nobody 
nobody jeered at me or. Oh, you know. Brian, do you remember the first joke you ever told? Oh, would you be willing to give us a, give us <laughs> yeah. one of those? I, re- I remember one of them, and that is, uh, did you know that graham crackers were invented to prevent masturbation, which is weird because s'mores have the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right. It's good you took some time off. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, it is true. I jerk off into a s'more. Yeah. Um, you ever look at a s'more? <laughs> yes, 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 I do. <laughs> Russia, you know what? Uh-huh. I feel like this might be racist or something, but I feel what? like you've never made a s'more. Uh, I did <laughs> when I was camping, but I didn't understand. <laughs> like, for me, it was more mechanical. Like, oh, okay, we'll just put, I was like, can we just eat them? And then, but then everyone else had this, like, sentimental childhood yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. Like, yeah, me and my dad used to do this. And I was like, I right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, weird. is it only an American thing, s'mores? Yeah, it's got to be, so. right? Cause it's really shitty if you think it's not a good no. food at all. Dude, yeah, it was always the worst. Sucks, Make, making s'mores was the worst because you would always get like fucking marshmallow shit on your fingers, and it would yeah. drive me insane. And mine would have set on fire, like I would just burn, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then it was disgusting. Also, like that one peanut butter jelly sandwiches, I have no relation to. <laughs> don't care. Root beer, don't care. Uh, that's uh, hilarious. What are those things? That's uh, so, yeah. Uh, but um, I, like cereal. I don't even. I've never really been. You, a cereal. you don't fuck with cereal. No, just bread and cheese every day. That's all I eat. Damn. It's that's a you know. You're sophisticated. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but seriously, yeah. Like that. that I won't. Yeah. Anyway, I have anyway, one. Sorry. I have one s'more story. Um, I I was camping with my friend Daryl. I think you guys know him. Yeah. And. I, my, my marshmallow lit on fire, mm-hmm. and so I waved my stick around to get it to go out, and it, it, it flew onto my friend Daryl's hand, oh and he God. got, like, third-degree burns from oh it. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. So. Most more memories are traumatic, I was about yeah. to say, and yeah. so well, that lines right up. I feel like most people, their context for it is probably, uh, like, that one movie about or that one movie about baseball with all the kids. Why the fuck can't I remember that movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Sandlot. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think about yeah. Hardball. That was also a good one. Dude, fuck but the Sandlot. Didn't, didn't, what? Is what? Hardball. The sandlot. No, the, the Sandlot. Sandlot. Oh yeah. What about Major League? That was a good one. Yeah. yeah come yeah. on. Field of Dreams. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So we're today we're talking about Valent. I guess it's Valentine's Day. Um. I guess we're talking about love. And uh, sexuality mm-hmm. and companionship. So, um, thinking back at our last Valentine's Day episode, um, a lot has changed since then. I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Aresh was all alone and sad, yeah. and now Aresh is in love and yeah. has a healthy relationship. And I hate you for it. <laughs> <laughs> I have remained the same. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Amara is a, as I a, have yeah. since ba- childhood. <laughs> Amber is just a steadfast force in our lives, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Aresh, you're in this new relationship. How yeah. is it? How does it feel? Oh, it's nice. It's been a long time since you know. When was good. your last? Like, I, I think when I actually really was doing, yeah, like six years, like high school, six freshman years, year of college. yeah. Damn, that is a hiatus. Yeah. Was it like? Uh, was it like Brian, where you were like, "I'm not good enough at this. I no, gotta, I gotta take some time off." Give no, uh, <laughs> I think there was like one year of like self-imposed like monkdom, like being a hermit, and like, no, I'm gonna go better myself. And then, mm-hmm. then it was five years of just not my choice being single. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I I always felt like you were like willfully single. No. No, no. <laughs> I think it just came off that way. Maybe that was why I didn't. No one would date me. They're like, oh, he's probably up to something. Yeah, like yeah. since I've That's known the way you, to be. yeah, <laughs> oh, he's got projects. Yeah, he doesn't have time. Since since I known you, it always to me it seemed like you were very comfortable being single and that you weren't looking for a relationship at all. Um, so I was a little surprised when you and Rose got serious. Yeah, but it was I'm good. also happy yeah. about it. Yeah, I'm no. Yeah, for years I would just open my window and scream like, "Somebody, please <laughs> fuck me!" But, yeah, no one. Never works. No. Yeah. never works. Strangely enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm never there when somebody does it. Either. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would be fucking there. You'd be yeah. up in yeah. there. What? Just oh. <laughs> climb up Who, the fire escape. <laughs> yeah. um, have you guys ever done the thing where you throw rocks at somebody's window and then profess your love? No. No. Yeah. no. I would like to. <laughs> Yeah, I never got to do. I don't think I did John Hughes love. That's kind of over. You can't do I, it anymore. I guarantee yeah. you, if I ever tried that, I would just shatter the window. Yeah. Not necessarily because <laughs> of a hard throw, just because of bad luck. My uh. idea of a good John Hughes love trope in my life is just listening to Boingo Boingo, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm completely alone. 
Um, yeah, there's that movie Say Anything. Have you watched that movie? Yeah. Um, that guy, he like, uh, he, he has the boom box above his head. Oh, yeah. Outside. Yeah. Blasting Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Blasting Oingo Boingo. Oh, oh, here's what, what was uh, the song? Did you guys ever go to prom and then like the other person was alone at prom and you were alone and you like met eyes across the gymnasium and like walked towards each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but they yeah. were yeah. they were a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like my history teacher. The fucking like 70s soul music is playing. In this He's in jail yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> he went to prison for a long. Didn't you blow my mind? <laughs> yeah, but like John Cusack, he like he's yeah. the guy in say anything with the boombox. Yeah. And like like it, there's there's like this you know like people are like, when is something creepy and when is something romantic and those things are actually very similar. They're like they're two sides of the same coin, I would yeah. say. Very and true. like for me it, like it kind of just depends on if you're attracted to the person, either like some kind of like enormous gesture of love. Like if you're not into the person, it's insanely creepy uh, or the yeah. most romantic thing. You Have you seen those videos had. where it's like the guy asks the girl at the prom, like then some like the entire school does like a dance and like he like rolls out on a carpet and like, <laughs> and then it's like she's like pressured to say yes. Yeah, she, yeah. Just, she says no, she ruins the whole spectacle and like then she's just like feverishly like yeah. Uh, Dude, I love I love cool. hearing about like people who propose on like the jumbotron at like, oh, a sports game. Fuck that! And the yeah. the women like almost yeah. like you can't say no. Like <laughs> no. You just yeah. I mean like I have mad respect for anyone who would say no. But like I I've heard a lot of stories but, or like about like people doing that and then the person saying yes and then after they leave or being or like yeah that was fucked up, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. no way, no yeah, way. You, you know. put me in the <laughs> weirdest spot. Like we've been on like two dates. Like <laughs> this is fucking weird. Never but, uh, go to a sports event with someone you don't trust. Never, never, never go to a sports ad- event with someone you're not going to marry or be on the kiss cam with. That's what never I go to one with your dad, brother, uncle, <laughs> because then you have to make out with them <laughs> on camera, like else he's going to think you're a jerk. Yeah, 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 true. Hello, my name is Tony Oscarson. I am the president of Hollywood. In light of recent allegations, we see there's been so much wrongdoing done by men to women and children in the film industry. We are determined to fix this problem. It must stop here. Our new plan is to fix the problem simply. Men can't take advantage of women if there are no women in movies. That's right, folks, we're going to go back in time to a glorious age where men played all the roles, including women and children. Now, only now, men will only take advantage of other men. Everyone wins. And the award for Best Actress goes to... Gary Oldman for his portrayal of Meryl Streep in the biopic... Angel in the Streets, Meryl in the Street. Are you happy now? Like that that sorority, the guy who shot up the Elliot sorority. Elliot Roger, yeah. Oh man, that one was really... Elliot Roger is like, it's weird because I relate to him on a lot of levels, <laughs> which is really bad, but then on some other levels, he's like, why don't they like me? I'm perfect. And I'm like, uh, all right, dude. Like, it well, stops right the, the, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, I have no sympathy for someone. I, I, was, I was talking to my roommate today about, like, how just how disgusted I am in confidence in general, but at the yeah. same time, how I long for it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just wish that everyone could, like, like, especially in, like, current politics or whatever, I just wish that everyone could, like, come to the table talking about politics or, like, social issues and still, like... Before anything happens, just being like, I'm about to express my opinion on this. At the same time, like, I also know I'm full of shit and that I can learn. And, yeah. like, this is th- this is where I'm coming from. But, like, I don't know. Like, I still am not a perfect person. I don't know everything. You have to, I, you, like, yeah. you have to come to the table knowing that nothing is even true. Like, there's yeah. no facts. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume that if you think that you're right, then you're almost certainly wrong. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, what a shitty way to live, being like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know yeah. about anything. Uh, anyway. It's true. Sorry, that was... If only Elliot Roger was here, so we could ask. <laughs> he could explain, yeah. yeah. It's like here in your manifesto when you said... <laughs> On page five. What did you mean by uh, kill yeah. all white women? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, yeah, he, he had some weird complexes. Like, like he had these, like, re- like reports of, like, you know, he'd be like, December 17th, I went to a party. 
I tried to be kind of cocky with two girls, <gasps> and they shut me down, so I left. Upset. It's, like, weird. Yeah, it straight weird. up yeah. is, like, reading my own thoughts. Wait, know, yeah. wait, but he was, like, he was like into the pickup artist scene, Yeah, right? he was super into, yeah, like, seduction and that kind of shit. Oh, well, yeah. so my question is, do you think that, like, in that, that culture and that, like, education, he, what, like, he, he, do you think that, affected him oh, like sure. do you think yeah. you know, but do you think it like pushed him to kill people or do you think like he was just naturally it's probably a part that? of it i don't know devaluing women in that way uh, can't yeah. lead to shooting and killing them yeah and definitely just like going on fortune and you know that kind of territory that's my problem know, with like yeah. with incel and with those guys is that i'm one of them but they won't let me join them <laughs> because of my woman brain I mean, yeah because 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 their case is that like you can just go out there and just that's what they think but fly. it's yeah and then they the have dicks to, will fly. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, you you have it easy. <laughs> they're like, women are inferior to men because their brains don't work the same. And I'm like, but, but clearly they do right now. <laughs> yeah. He, he also had that weird complex because he was like half Asian and I think he like resented yeah, that he, he was half Asian. Yeah, he hated that. He like only yeah. liked his white side. I, yeah. I actually have been hearing and reading like a lot of personals, like anecdotes about like women who are very much into Asian men. There, there is like a, a large group of people who is. Everyone's who into like, everyone. Yeah, you know? there's true. always a subset for people. I mean, and that is the I especially think especially entire races. We can all take solace in that this Valentine's Day. That it's like whatever <laughs> fucked up thing you're into. Like, there's somebody else out there. Like somebody, somebody got like met up with someone on Craigslist for them to like cut off and eat their own dick. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. there's there's somebody for everyone. If that's what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, uh, always something is it, out there. It, it, it sort of is funny when people like try to act as if it's okay that they're like kind of racist though, and they're like. And we all have a preference, man. Like, you gotta have a preference. Uh, we won't date. So, yeah, I'm just like, well, don't bring it up. <laughs> just yeah. don't bring it up. Yeah. I, I went to an open mic earlier this week, and at the same time as the open mic in, like, the adjoining room was a meetup for furries. Really? Oh, was it? Out of uh, costume I know. Furries, I've been there. Yeah. I went. I did an interview for a local publication, and we were like, let's meet up and do the interview at this coffee shop. And when we got there at, like, 9 p.m. on a weekday, there were a hundred furries there. Oh, yeah. And they, my friend who was in a wheelchair, they wouldn't move their fucking tails out of the way for him. <laughs> it was the best. Um, that, that, like, uh, that makes me think of something I was thinking about. Like, I, I was talking to some people about foot fetishes. Um, and I was, I like, I, I legitimately don't think anyone my age is like, into feet. I don't know anyone who has that fetish. Maybe they're just yeah. not telling me about it, but yeah. I think it's an Have outdated been doing a fetish. Survey? I, honestly, yeah. I think people's fetishes largely kind of mirror what's popular, like porn and stuff. Yeah. And, like yeah. most porn is not about feet anymore. So yeah. Not, yeah. But but I was thinking about like maybe why it's not as popular with like maybe the millennial generation. I was like, I think like the people who are into feet were into feet because it was like, because like um, back in crazy. the like 70s or whatever. Um, you couldn't just go see tits whenever you wanted. Like we have, we have such access to like nudity and to like sexualization of like uh, women and men or whatever. The regular that, like, parts. But like no longer is like a foot that enticing because you like started <laughs> off with like seeing an open legged woman and her just like furry bush out and it's like <laughs> there's no way like feet are gonna be like registering for you because it's not taboo at all. We definitely have like over objectified everything now, so now it's like well, yeah. feet. Like, I do oh, yeah. wonder what's we're back happen. on feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder. Like, we're just gonna burn out on all the normal stuff yeah. eventually. Oh yeah. And then, I mean, I have. Yeah. <laughs> really? At the, yeah. You're only like 23. You've already exhausted. I'm, I'm, scared. I'm scared. I'm all about arm hair. Are you? Do you really? Are you attracted to arm hair? I'm just kidding, but okay. also sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like opposed to it. That being said, like, the 70s did have that, like, taxi driver, like, Times Square, 42nd Street, like, nude booths and that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Porno theaters. Porno theaters. Yeah, yeah you could go yeah. I, I think yeah. it was, like, because, like, you couldn't, like, be, you couldn't, like, show your tits or whatever. Like, uh, other parts of the female body were, were sexualized, like the legs and the feet. So, like, those were things you could show and sexualize in, yeah. like, com- commercials or, like, media or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that movies. kind of like fucks some people up. Yeah, people don't talk about legs in movies anymore. Yeah, like <laughs> that used to be a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Not even boobs. Now if you don't even have legs. I don't yeah. think people even care about boobs anymore. Oh no, no, no. boobs is out. Yeah, boobs is Women out. Women don't yeah. have them anymore. No. They're born without them now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what we're gonna start talking about soon? What? Their brains. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. Sexual. I don't know about that, Brian. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> 
Maybe one day. I want our minds to meld. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love those memes where it's like there's like a brain, where there's like a clitoris in the brain, and there's like a guy's finger. I've like, not seen that. No, like, my people, brain like, like super woke people share them on, on like Instagram and stuff. <laughs> They're like, guess what happens when you touch a clitoris? Yeah. <laughs> you ex- wow. Your brain expands. Dude, I definitely think about that though, like sexuality throughout history, because like I, for some reason, my brain assumes that like. Over time, we got more open, and like now we're like way more sexually open than like yeah. in the 70s. But I don't think I don't know if that's really true. Like I think it's maybe not. it isn't. It isn't. Yeah. No. Like I think maybe even like like 3,000 BC, like Egypt, they're probably still like freaks. And then no, no, like just, literally, yeah. like they've always existed in underground yeah. ways as well. Yeah. I, th- I think they just seemed more like conservative, just because like you know it was like fancy people in like Victorian yeah. dresses and stuff. But they weren't really like yeah. Yeah, they were still licking ass. Yeah, they're shit. still doing stuff yeah i mean yeah, yeah. like they just like, didn't have machines to transport the message to one another <laughs> exactly yeah uh yeah yeah anyway so the furry thing kind of like triggered me it's like now like like being into animals is this weird taboo thing because you've already like you know everything about the human body so now you're like ah what if it was a cat and if you feel <laughs> alienated from humankind at all it like helps a lot i assume yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Also, it, it is interesting that also all the pharaohs are, like, Nazis, and they have, like, Nazi armbands. That is pretty <laughs> like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to be a 150-pound yeah. cat that's also a Nazi. And, like, I only want to have a cat if it's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there, like, a legit, like, Nazi section of furries? Yes. Yeah, there, there's, like, there's really? ones of them wearing, like, leather, like, and fucking SS uniforms and, like, armbands well, and loopers. No way. Yeah, dude, that's, like, a big trend. Oh. They have. Oh. Yeah. Like I want to go to one of those dressed up as a Jewish dog now. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely would love to see like the, the Nuremberg furry trial with like hanging them and shit and, like the gallows. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there's go. like furries like committing suicide before the like <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. historical furryism. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> a German shepherd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, uh, come on, that's the easiest. Oh, one. the easiest one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, th- I wonder if they're illegal in Germany. Can you have a German Shepherd in Germany? Um, yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. If you guarantee. You I, I know you can't have like swastikas can't be shown. You can't sick heil. Mm-hmm. People yeah, do it though. Yeah, people do it. Yeah, <laughs> behind <laughs> closed <laughs> doors, they <laughs> light candles. Um, Actually, that's they probably do that. And scary, in front yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. So I, I was like looking up topics, I guess, for for Valentine's Day, and uh, I guess this one it kind of goes with what we're saying. It was just like different beauty standards for different time periods in history, and like there there were a couple interesting ones. A lot of them were boring, but like um, like Japanese women uh, would blacken their teeth. They would really? permanently blacken their teeth because I guess it was a symbol of commitment to your husband. Whoa. Like you would just blacken your teeth once you got married or something. But it was also attractive. I, I'd never heard about that one. Okay. That was kind of weird. Um, another one. Uh, like, 17th century women uh, thought that having veiny breasts was, like, really hot. Like, blue, they would, like, like draw on blue lines Wait, on their where? veins. Veiny breasts? In, like, 17th century England. Is that okay, because like, now that's, like, something that pe- women are, like, ashamed of, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Wild. but it's, like, weird that you could be turned on by that, like, as well. Does like, it mean, it, like, with, oh, they could yeah. raise a child with all the well, veins? Like, yeah. yeah. What is the evolutionary backing to that? I, There's uh, kind of none. I, and also, how would you accentuate that if you didn't have? Would you just you would just draw, draw it on? You bleed yeah. more. I wonder at what point in time people started like separating types of boobs or like. Because I think for a long time in human history there was just boobs, and then they were like, "Wait, we want these ones." We want big knockers. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, some caveman was like, "Yeah, look at those." I feel like caves. everyone, like throughout yeah. time, everybody's been into big boobs until maybe now. Yeah, because like, 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 like fertility dolls, or it's just like a giant blob. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. '90s were like, because the, the '90s is like that anorexic sort of like grunge look with mm-hmm. all models or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's coming back now too, For or sure. like has just blood through or something. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I know. I like small boobs. I'm into it. Small boobs and a big butt. Many people oh. do. <laughs> Man, well, yeah, I think you should Can't move catch to the 17th century. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, what el- what other ones? Oh, Victoria era, uh, Victoria era England. Um, guys were getting. Uh, have you heard of the? I think it's like the not the Prince Philip. Um, it's a it's a uh, a piercing on your dick. Oh. Um, oh, does it go through your like urethra? Yeah, like, no, it Prince goes through Albert. The, Prince, oh, Prince Albert. Prince yeah. Albert. That's ah. it. 
No, no, it would go through the head, I believe. Ah. Oh. But what I read was it said that it was um, they would do it because the pants were so tight, and I think it like somehow they would like maybe use it to like tape it your dick back or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. They would like pull it anyway. Oh that was that was pretty messed up. Um, yeah, I, I hope I, these you, are all like England. They're all like yeah. the English were just fucking. Yeah, look at their, like, their clothing was insane back then. No, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Oh, God. Um, medieval women wanted receding hairlines. No. They wanted, like, a receding. Yeah, because, like, I apparently it was, like, sexy to have a very bulbous forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. It would be funny if they just sent back, like, a really, like, Adonis, like, sculpted guy from now. And he just was, like, a loser back just, then. They're like, uh, hey, who's this fucking nut, balding uh, <laughs> asshole? Is this, our, is this our new TV show? Where's his yeah. paunch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, where's <laughs> He's not even veiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Another cool thing, Valentine's Day uh, was the day that Oscar Pistorius murdered his GF, his girlfriend. Oh, oh Do you know uh, who that guy is? Yeah, the South African no. guy. The, no, wait. A, the athlete, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's the guy who had the carbon fiber legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, like, I think he like broke the fastest running speed ever, but obviously, I mean, he had a, an advantage of no legs and light uh, carbon, you know, things. Anyway. Oh. Did they ever catch him? Yeah, <laughs> well, I actually wrote down, uh, not even those carbon fiber legs can run from the law or love. Um, so. What do you think his carbon footprint was? <laughs> nice! That didn't deserve. That's a good joke. I no. like that. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Wait, hold on. Uh, did he have, like, the carbon legs where it's, like, there's, like, a shoe on it, or, like, those ones where it's, like, that weird metal It's, like, the, that it's like the claw. claw. You yeah, the metal yeah. hook that comes yeah. out. That's interesting, yeah. No, but. Like, the bouncy claw. It's, it's like, crazy. Yeah. Look up videos of him running. Dude, it's, it's weird. Yeah, like, it's I, nuts. Honestly, I think I think it gave him a little bit of advantage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah. For he's sure. like bouncy, like he's like a little just hopping around. I think he's faster <laughs> yeah. than Usain Bolt, yeah. like with yeah. the with the legs. Anyway, he's in, I anyway. think he's in jail now, but um, <laughs> he he killed his girlfriend. Um, well, what what he said was that he thought there was an intruder, and he shot through his bathroom door and killed his his girlfriend. Like he he just uh-huh. unloaded his gun through the bathroom door at As his girlfriend. Do. Um, which is a weird weird way to go. That's about what happened. It. Yeah. Anyway. What did the autopsy yeah. say? Um, I think they say she got shot and from uh, far away. <laughs> no, I mean that's literally what happened. That's how she died. Yeah. But whether or not it was intentional or, or oh yeah, you know. well if it was from yeah. closer, I would like assume it was intentional. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. In his defense, there are like seven billion people in the world. What are the chances it's going to be her on? The other <laughs> <side>? <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Uh, here's something interesting. Uh, Valentine's Day has been like made illegal in Pakistan. Good. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Paki- Pakistani media regulator has banned television channels and radio stations good. from broadcasting programming related to Valentine's Day. Uh, that's probably good. It's probably like, I'm like gonna they, move they, to Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly good good for them because they they probably like ban like the Valentine's episode of like Big Bang Theory, like the Valentine's <laughs> episode of like How I Met Your Mother. I hate All the like, Valentine's the seasonal Day episodes are the worst. I know. They're good Halloween yeah. episodes are good. Christmas oh. episodes can be good, but Thanksgiving often episodes aren't. are terrible. It's always like Never the good. family's coming around. And then yeah. Like, yeah. Valentine's yeah. Day is bad. Yeah. Uh, what is so their uncle gonna say? Yeah. There's this guy who. So back in the day, I friended every Amara on Facebook, which means that most of them are from the Middle East or India. And because my name is not very common over here. Right. So I'm friends with a lot of people from all over the world. And their friends friend me on Facebook, too, for some reason. Is that why there's, like, Pakistani yeah, guys on your that's Facebook? The guy okay. So yeah. that guy. Dude, they're hilarious. That guy is, he messages me every day. <laughs> me and Michelle and Sierra, he messages all of us. And he messages me every day. And he's like, I love you. Like, he, like, tells me he loves me. And I'm like, am oh. I falling for him? But he just, <laughs> he just sends me pictures of women like of porn oh really? yeah and i'm like where did you get this <laughs> and it's just... like they're like greasy as fuck and i was like <laughs> why are they so greasy and he said same to you <laughs> whoa whoa wow. so anyway he's nagging me and we're in love and i'm moving I mean, to pakistan that, that was a good clap back from him though that was pretty it was pretty good <laughs> it was pretty yeah, good so... if you're listening wow no it's weird like oh, wait, those guys okay, we, we yeah. have a call coming in guys oh, oh okay um, oh yeah it's right. him hello Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who are we? Who are we talking to right now? Oh, this is this is Tim Hansen. I heard you're doing yearly Valentine show. I wanted to participate. Oh, thank you. Of, I wanted to give some of my Valentine 
philosophy, some of my ideas about modern love. Okay, that, that's I interesting. I would love to hear your take. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, well, so what, where would you like me to start? Um, I mean, wherever you want. I mean, oh, are, you, are you still there? Hello. Oh, you're still there. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh. Wherever you want. I mean. Tell us. Tell us about your views on love. Well, I. I want to tell you my my views on love. So I. I was courting a girl. I had much love for her. I. Uh, I, I. I love her much, <laughs> and uh, and I thought I would marry this girl, but I get her home to my parents, and they pull out tape measure. And they re- we realize her cheekbones are too low. No. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Her waist is too wide. Her breasts are not big enough. Her ass is too... And so I cannot wed her. No. I cannot wed her. Oh, we're sorry. So I always... Yeah, I know. So now I always bring tape measure. Every yeah. time when I meet a girl before I fall in love, I measure the cheekbones. <laughs> I get the breasts just right before I, before I get to fall in love because I can't be sullying... That I can't be selling the legacy of my ancestors mm-hmm. on bed. Who, who are your ancestors? What, what my ancestors? They are they are well they are Iceland, Hungarian. They are Scandinavian giants. Wow! Beautiful, beautiful Scandinavian giants. I will only mate. I will only lay with the best. I will I will have empty sex for sport. <laughs> and that was the thing. Well, when when we realized the measurements were not proper, I said, "How about I take you aside and we have some meaningless sex just for sport, just for good old times?" So we, had, we were actually in a roller derby league where you have meaningless sex with your partner in order to score a goal. Okay, and, Wait, so and it was very nice. So, Mr. Hansen, uh, here's a question: You know, does someone's virginity matter to you? Because you're very selective. Oh yes, I can't have her being sullied by other genes. Even, <laughs> even you know, even in the periphery, she must be. She That's must smart. be very clean, and she must have high cheekbones. And it's very <laughs> difficult to find someone with good cheekbones who is still a virgin. Oh, uh, I'll say. You know, I think what the cheekbones are underrated. I, I agree oh, with you. Are, There's nothing like a good high cheekbone. Um, no, I mean, well, if the cheekbones are, are, you know, we've got some girls that are drooping in the middle of her face like a wax statue. Always bring tape measure because you <laughs> might believe you have a winner and, and her cheekbones are what? Two inches above her eyes. <laughs> you need three above her inches. eyes. I want her cheekbones above her eyes. Wait, I want her cheekbones. <laughs> keep those fuckers shut. Mr. Hansen, yeah, I, do you, do yeah. you think that you, um, do you, do you think that you have the beauty standards that you are requiring from this from I, these absolutely, women? Absolutely, absolutely, I do. You and do. Even if I don't, I am a man. So who gives a shit? <laughs> who well, gives a that, shit? I don't know. I think you look no at one. John Connery's big flappy man titties <laughs> in in 1983 film Never Say Never Again. They don't give a shit because he is he is powerful man, so he can have big man titties. Those are hot. <laughs> yes. See, it doesn't matter. One moment. <laughs> moment, okay oh, okay yes, we're yes, waiting yes. uh yeah so i yeah i mean i i'll try i mean i'll eat a vegetable here and there but uh, but seriously get those cheekbones in order <laughs> i i am i am doing my best here i need to hide seat and this is the point people coming after me saying well, you don't look as good as the girl. Exactly. What am I supposed to marry? Someone who's fucking ugly as me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking a goddamn chud baby. I'm trying to <laughs> give baby. baby's life. I'm trying to give it some kind of chance. Do you uh, use like um like online dating, uh, Mr. Hansen? With online dating Hansen? like Tinder? Like, like do you use they have Tinder? their measurements oh, up on the bio. Oh, you mean yeah. you mean where the CIA goes and brushes up and creates <laughs> artificial robots? I, I might as well be fucking a hologram. <laughs> I, I want a real woman. I need to meet her in person, and I need to, and we need to, and hit it off right there. And that's very difficult, but I know it can be done with my charm. All right, all right. Well, I, 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 I think you'll what? find the, oh, the woman with the right cheekbones a, for I you. I make a witty observation about what I drop into a drink. It's nice to have a heads up. All right, oh, we gotta we gotta let you go. We're gonna go on to break right now. But thank you for oh, calling in, Mr. Hansen, oh. and you have a wonderful day. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Um, okay, we're going to break. Thanks. Bye. I Stay tuned during this commercial break for an excellent excerpt. 
from Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Now, folks, I just want to take you back to 1400, when Valentine's Day essentially became a thing. Because it used to be, I want you to put your mind, and this is why history is just so amazing to me. Because in 1400, there was no Valentine's Day, and then there was. And that's how it works. History works like that, where things become. And now I want to go to a primary source. Now, this is a very good, it's uh, Amin Malouf, it was the Crusade through Arab eyes. Very good. And I, I want to go to... Uh, I want to go to a quote uh, right here, right here where my, my paper is. Sorry, folks, you know, after all the, you know, uh, I just want to uh, read this quote about Valentine's Day uh, that I had. Uh, this, hold on. Now here, th this quote, if you want to know about love in history, because we think about love now. We think about the movies and kissing. But here, we want to take, a, I want to take you back to the Crusades. And this is the origin of love. And now I want to, I'm going to uh, quote a man named Ibn al-Ghalansi. And, uh, and he says, the author says, an unusually enthusiastic tone tensifies. Quote, begin quote. For the Muslims, it was an unequaled triumph. The moral of the French was deeply affected. Their numbers were reduced. Their offensive capacity undermined. And their arsenal depleted. The morale of the Muslims rose. Their ardor in defense of their religion was enhanced. People congratulated one another on this victory feeling certain that success had forsaken the French. Now, I want you to think about this quote and think about the gifts that you'll be giving your loved ones on Valentine's Day. Oh, I forgot to say, end quote, because I have stopped quoting. Now, here's another quote that I think would enhance your Valentine. It's all about love, because when we think about love in history, the layers and layers of history, folks, we, we know I've, I've studied World War I, World War II, JFK, those three events, and I can say this quote... This is what love is about. Bohemian and Tancred split away from the bulk of their troops and hid behind a hill, from which they hoped to assault the Muslims from behind. But when they saw that their troops were defeated, they decided to stay where they were. They waited there until nightfall and then fled, pursued by the Muslims who killed and captured a good number of their companions. They themselves escaped along with six knights. Now, end quote. This is it, folks. You have to... Put yourself in the face of Richard the Conqueror if you want to conquer the vagina of your wife. <laughs> now, this is history. Goodbye. All right. Um, welcome back from the break, guys. Um, I'm really excited about some guests that we have on the show today. Um, first off, uh, we have uh, a poet, a poet named Meshach Abendigo. Thank you very much. Meshach, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I haven't I haven't heard any of your work, but I, I I hear you're really great, and I'm excited to get to know you. So tell me about yourself. Well, my name is Meshach Abednego Malkisvit the <laughs> Third. I am the unofficial poet laureate of the human race. Of the human race, <laughs> wow. damn straight. Yeah, Ooh. no, I, I saw Meshach at this open mic at this coffee shop downtown. Really? Yeah, he was groovy. Everyone was really into him. Yeah. I'm, I've never been yeah. to one of those poetry open mics. Yeah, there's a lot of people with like berets and stuff. And yeah, very like dark cups nice. of coffee. Yeah. They're yeah. terrible. What? Yeah, don't go to them. Except for you, though. Well, right? Eh. Sometimes I'm not going to excuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like your honesty. Um, yeah, so you're saying you're the po poet laureate of the world. Of is the that human race. Of the human race. Is no. that an official title? Uh, unofficial. Unofficial. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. Um, uh, so how long have you been, you know, writing poetry? Since the goddamn day I was born. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What was your first poem? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you I seem mean, like a like a, a southern man. Are you a southern? Ah, nah. Southern origin? I got Western origins. Of, I am actually a direct <laughs> descendant of Brigham Young. Oh, oh no way! Yes, I am. Uh, yep. Either uh, our nation's greatest supervillain or the prophet of God. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in between. He's just poetic when he talks. I like it. He's I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So. Um. Like, what kind of poetry do you like? Uh. What What kind of poetry do you write? I write the kind of poetry that cuts through all the bullshit out Ooh, there. Oh, I like that. He's a ruck. He's a, he's a I mean, straight. I was just saying that I think there's a lot of bullshit out there. So. There is Thank so you. much yeah. goddamn bullshit out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I would love to maybe hear one of your poems. All right. Well, um, well, well, uh, it's Valentine's Day. Do you have anything, a romantic poem, maybe a love, a sonnet? Uh, uh, I got something you might like right here. Ooh, all yeah, right. hit us. All right, first, I'm going to have to have some backtracking going on. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, let's set up um, this audio. Uh, just go ahead and play it. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, he's composing himself. I told her that her skin was like silken laudanum, smooth and addictive to both touch and taste. She told me that she was actually a prostitute. <laughs> one of the weirder ones. <laughs> I told her that her eyes were like deep pools made to drown a man's soul in amber or sapphire. She told me about the time she spent five hours conducting navalingus on a Japanese businessman and throws <laughs> an LSD vision quest whilst on a red eye to Vancouver. <laughs> I told her that her lips were like sweet fire amps made to tear me to the bone and carry me to the underworld. And she laughed when I said the word bone. <laughs> I told her that the embrace of her body was both baptism and rebirth, which is a common and crude metaphor for coitus. And honestly, <laughs> it's kind of a lie. She told me that I owed her $300. Uh, I told her that she would have to settle for the better parts of my soul and $35 in a cryptocurrency that I invented called Shadrax. <laughs> She told me that I was going to call. She told me that she was going to call her guy, who would be there with an ice pick and a box of rabid hamsters, in which he would use to unleash a lifetime of unpleasantries on me. <laughs> I gave her the three hundred, and I have never known love ever since. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. Thank you. I see why you have that title now. I'm going to officially give you the title of the Poet Laureate of the Human Race. It's interesting. It's like he said so much, but I really don't know what he said at all. Yeah. Isn't that like, what poetry yeah, is yeah, all really about? Is Damn straight. <laughs> that, was, that was very pretty. Wow. So who, who are pretty. your like artistic inspirations? Like you know, Langston Hughes? Uh, I don't really care for other poets other that po much. Ooh, <laughs> he's pure. He's I get pure. that. He's You're an untouched tainted. canvas. Yeah, he's yeah. a tabula rasa. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That, that's wonderful. Um, so was that based in a true story? Can oh I ask? yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm mostly interested in the cryptocurrency you made. Yeah. Yep. They're called sh they're called shadracks. Shadracks. What is yep. it based on? Is it like it is based on the current popularity of poetry in modern culture? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> How so do you gauge the current? It, it has a pretty low value, I'm assuming. Y yes, it is. <laughs> Thirty-five dollars is roughly five thousand shadracks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, does it have a lot of like participants? Like, are, like, like, can you mine the shadrack? Or? Uh, only by going to open mic. Oh, it's so people have to go to open mic. Like I said, those are fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> collecting tears of short-haired women. Mm -hmm. okay. um, <laughs> Every time people snap instead of applauding, the Shadrach goes up a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> wow, yeah, oh. I think it's going to beat the uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Wait, uh, hell no. Yeah. Misha, <laughs> no. Misha, you don't want to see okay. Can you tell me why snapping is, is a thing in the poetry community? I have no goddamn idea. <laughs> It's the stupidest thing that's ever happened. Is it's it a just, snap as if to go, hey, hurry up. Uh, yeah, yeah, make it snap. But it's, a, I don't know. I think they just do it so they don't wake up the guy who's sitting next to them. <laughs> <laughs> like the 10 people just snoring. Um, yeah, that, that's always been curious to me. Um, I'm very interested in the poetry community. Um, do you find that there's a lot of humor in the community, or is it mostly very serious people? Ah, these are some of the most goddamn serious people you'll ever know. Yeah. But uh, they don't have any sense of humor. I, I I tried to get them to laugh once, but I don't have one either, so. Yeah, I was, really. uh, I was about to ask. Yeah, so you, like, to me, it's like I would, I would much rather laugh than feel seriously and moved by a piece. Like, laughing is just better for me. But I you, would, too, but that's just not my condition. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, interesting. Okay. Um, well, I mean... I really liked that poem. Yeah, do you have a, it's, do you have very, it's very like political times right now. Do you have any like political kind of yeah. movement kind of you know start the movement kind of? Po oh poems? no, no! You <laughs> gotta realize that political poetry is of the time, and you gotta write timeless pieces. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what you gotta do. I actually have a poem about poetry. If you would oh, like I would yes, love to hear it because right. I, I want to okay. know more about the the community. That'd be great. All right, all right. Does this one also feature a song, or is it? No, that's no. just the one. Oh, okay. All right. okay. I see. okay. All right. So, anyone can write poetry. All you have to do is smear shit across the page and tell them that it's your blood. 
<laughs> a sentiment not too far from the truth on account of how writing in blood is nothing but bullshit. <laughs> One time I tried to write a poem in blood, but the letters were too big, and I passed out by the end of the first stanza. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Really he's timeless. He's like Homer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was amazing. Yeah. Homer was a goddamn hack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you, so you don't like, like, how would you rewrite the Odyssey or like the Iliad? If you can't yeah. say something in under one page, don't say it. <laughs> just the Odyssey is in that, one page. Yeah, like, is that kind of just the motto of poets? Yeah. That's my motto. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely not the motto of other poets. At what point does something become, stop being a poem, become like a... You know, like a novel or something. Ask Homer. <laughs> so I can't Homer, figure that out at all. It's just after yeah. the first page, you're you're into non-poetry. It's yeah. prose or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just a um, matter of how much sense you make with those prose, honestly. Well, I, I'm curious about, like, I think we all grew up thinking poetry, like, rhymed or something. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like the Shakespearean poetry, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... Like, you know, do you ever rhyme in your poems, or is that, like, passe? Is that, like, lame? Oh, that was kind of taken over by the hip-hop community, honestly. Oh, yeah, uh, do, you, uh, do you rap, yeah. though? Like, have you ever tried rapping, you know? No. you have good lyrics, you could maybe do something. Uh, I feel that. Okay. I only listen to ska music. Ska so. music. <laughs> I could see, like, one of your poems as, like, yeah. a sample in a rap song. Yeah. Yeah. And she know. laughed at Bone. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. So, like, is, but is poet like your job? Like, do you have a day job, or do you support yourself with your poems? No, you don't seem no. to go to many mics or do anything. So I don't know if it's yeah. So yeah. It's hard to make money doing open mics all day. So yeah, it must be rough. I mean, you gotta you go with the grind. <laughs> Maybe impossible. Yeah. I mean, just because they don't pay. So, so how do so how do you make money? Um, uh, if I if, like, if I may ask, how do you how do you make your income? You know. Uh, yeah. Well, mostly I just call people on other people's behalfs and make threats for them. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. they're, they're very well-written threats. Yeah, because it's I cool. Bet. He, he still gets yeah. to use his skill and still yeah. be his. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, unfortunately, oh. most people know that it's me. Oh. <laughs> I'm not good at hiding my voice. <laughs> and in a way, you're kind of like blessing them with a poem and they kind of get something out of it. It's true. You, know? you do have a very unique voice, though. I think, could you do like an impression? Like, could you do impressions? Oh, uh, Is that below? Let's see. Well, who do you want to hear? Like maybe an Arnold do an Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. oh, okay um Adrian no oh god damn it. I don't know uh, if that was uh, I think that's Sylvester uh, Stallone oh I, I, I'm not too familiar someone with popular get culture. to the chopper maybe, maybe uh, oh, yeah. oh okay yeah. uh, get to the chopper nope uh, okay maybe do, like Don Corleone like you should act like a man uh, Don Corleone from The Godfather. This is a, this yeah. is a classic Rush thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you should act like a man. Yeah. You should act like a goddamn man. Oh, yeah. I think it's better than Brando. That's yeah, good. I mean, it's it's good. Good. it was yeah. good in its own way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you have one more poem? Yeah, I got one. All right, hit, All right. hit me. I'm, I'm excited. I wrote this poem based on the idea that the most romantic word in any love poem is the word you. Ooh. Yeah. That's already a poem right there. All right. <laughs> All I want is to be next to you, to be near to you, to be with you, to be close to you, to be warm with you, to be inside of you, to be over you, to be under you, to be aside from you, to be there with you, to be bare with you, to be old gray mare with you, to be lost with you, to be found by you, to be intimate to you, to be bordering on you, to be available to you, to be alongside to you, to be abreast to you, to be a budding to you, to be a foot to you, to be a back to you, to be a head to you, to be a pubis mon for you, to be a ladder to you, to be attached to you, to be coming to you, to be coming on you, to be coming from you, to be coming at you, to be coming up you, to be coming in you, to be becoming of you, to becoming you, to be up you, to be up in you, to be up against you, to be me to you, to be you to you, all because you're so goddamn lovely. Oh. oh. That'll make the panties drop, huh? Yeah. It's Did never that... worked in life, but <laughs> I noticed that. I keep trying. What did they think? Uh, they left by the time I got to the fifth you. I know. Oh. I noticed that yeah. you're saying "you" is maybe the, the the sexiest word or whatever. But I think I think "come" was the second yeah, I think most saying. used one yeah. in there. So, is, do you think "come" is the the second sexiest word? I was just trying to be a little dirty with it. I like that. I appreciate it. 
Well, well, thank you for coming on the show. No problem. I, I love your poems. It, it, uh, do you have a book out? Do you have something uh, people can buy? Uh, no, you can catch me at the 7-Eleven on 5th and 8th open <laughs> mic every Thursday. Okay. Okay. That's my favorite set. Cheap yeah. coffee. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I will be right next to the slushy machine. Oh, it's a, what do they call those? Slurpee, Slurpee. machine. Slurpee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss the days of the slushy. Anyways. Oh, well, thank you. Do you, do you want to stay with us while we talk to some other guests? It will be a pleasure. All right, thank All right. you, Meshach. Thank you. Um, Wait, one more time, can I just get your whole name again? I just uh, yeah, whole name. It's yeah. Meshach Abednego Malkizafit the Third. There we go. A wonderful name and a wonderful guest. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. So up next, um, I I got in contact with this really interesting person. Um, they are an entrepreneur. They're they're a guru. They're they're a CEO. Maybe I, I'm not sure. I I think they own a business. Um, welcome to the show. What was your name again? My name is Kimberly Hambinson. Kimberly? Kimberly. Hambinson? Hambinson. Oh, well, thank you for coming on the show. Can you tell us about yourself? I am the CEO of the uh, business, you call it, although it is not technically have the paperwork to be so, but we are we are moving forward with that later at a later date. Uh, and um, we, we call ourselves uh, Love Answer Solutions. We have lots of love answers for everybody out there. I know a lot of people are feeling a little uh, lackluster in terms of love, so we're just trying to... We're just trying to help out some young folks out there, maybe some middle-aged folks, try to find, you know, what's what's right for them. That sounds like some good work. I, I mean, I, I feel like I could use your help, to be honest. Uh, tell, yeah, tell me more. What what are you doing with your program? Well, right now we have a book. We have we've written a book. Uh, it's called How to Find Love in Ten Days. Now Valentine's Day is right around the corner for all those listening. But you could you could find love in just after Valentine's Day if you're interested. So w- was this inspired? This is kind of an inverse to how to lose a guy in ten days. Is that is it have any It has no relation legally or <laughs> otherwise to the uh, what is that a movie? I'm not sure. I've not heard I of it. I think so. It sounds like a good sequel to the movie. But sorry, I, I, I'm well. I'm if any movie executives are listening, I'm not copying you. Please don't sue us. <laughs> okay, we can't afford okay. it. All right. So tell me more about your business. Um. Okay. So we have a quick preview of the book. Uh, it's 19.99, and anyone can buy it. Uh, we have we have a quick outline of, of how to find love in, in, in only ten days. Okay, number day number days. one. Day number one. Okay, day one. Day number one. Quick outline. Uh, go on a shopping trip. You know, just make yourself up. Yeah, get hot. Fix yourself up. Treat you yourself. Sh- yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Okay, okay. You got to look good to feel good. To find love. To fuck. Yeah. To fuck. Day two. Take a shower. It's been weeks. <laughs> good. Good advice. Mm. Good you advice. know, you know, you're lying to yourself every day. Day three, start exercising. Mm. Get into a workout plan. Yeah, yeah. Quick routine. Loosen that water weight, eighty pounds or so. Day four. <laughs> day four, you'll be assigned a training husband who will fly in from one of our many training facilities all over the country and soon the world. Ooh. We're going international as soon as we get that Google Translate plugin installed on our website. <laughs> Also. All right, so you so you guys fly in uh, husband training husband right training to your husband. home. Is there any has it ever happened that these training husbands fall in love with your um, customers? Well, I guess you'll have to find out if you read the book. Oh, I'm tempted. Okay. Well, let's let's continue the quick preview here. There, ten day five. I don't know if this answers any of your questions. After ten years of marriage to your training husband, oh. you start to feel. You know, you kind of start to feel that the, the, the things about the marriage are not working out, that they're kind of lackluster, you know? Mm, the tenure itch. You know, the sex, the money, the passion, you'll argue over all of it. Uh. You decide to get marriage counseling. Day six, you both attend marriage counseling until after many, many hours of arguing in front of a therapist, your husband becomes upset, storms out, and avoids eye contact with you for the rest of the evening. Uh. Okay, day seven. Quick and easy. Day seven. Day seven. You continue to attend marriage counseling for the better, you think, but it isn't. No. Uh, f- you know, you continue to attend. You're trying to save your marriage. Right. Day eight. Day Notice eight. your counselor's actually pretty good looking. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. He has imploring, kind eyes, like a deer. Uh-huh. And you is, develop is, a is sexual the, is obsession. Is the uh, counselor also a training person that you sent? Is this all engineered? We don't know yet. I oh. mean, uh, here's the thing. I have no legal uh, reason to admit that to you or to <laughs> <laughs> even imply that you're correct. But, you know, and no one can hold anything against me in the court of law. 
No. Okay, so you're saying you, you developed a sexual attraction towards your therapist. This is just, yeah, this is some of the advice we can give to our clients. So, mm-hmm. develop a sexual obsession, fantasize about him daily. Okay, day nine, start crying loudly in his office over and over until he is forced to, to comfort you. Uh, stare at his eyes and mention casually that they remind you of a wise, beautiful, timid, sexual woodland deer. <laughs> uh, you, when you are embraced, that was at an arm's length ends. And you, 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 you look at each other and you chuckle and ask, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Let him know that, that his hand on your back sets your body on fire. Dare I say ablaze? <laughs> Even though you've gone through menopause. Your hormones are making their yearly appearance. Then attack his mouth with the vigor of a much younger uterus. <laughs> Day 10, I guess you'll have to buy the book to find out what happens on day 10, Ooh. but let me assure you, it is not, you will not be disappointed. I, I, I mean, that, that was pretty awesome. That sounds like a really good, uh, you know, business plan. I, it worked for me and it'll work for all of you. I mean, it sounds almost like a uh, mail order husband or bride, you know, um, uh, but, you know, I think that's what people need these It's not days. quite the same because we have many facilities all over this country that mm-hmm. sometimes they don't even have to mail the guy. <laughs> Quick question. How does one go about becoming a training husband? Ooh. You just have to submit 10 uh, vials of your sperm and put it in any mailbox you see. <laughs> I already have that ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, you have two sides of this business. I'm sure there's a lot of training husbands who would love to pay you to do that as well. We have testing facilities for the sperm, testing facilities for the husbands. Yeah. It works out. It I'm, works out on almost three of our clients so far. So are you saying this is only $19? $19.99 for the book. Uh, the the, the additional materials I am not a legal uh, ability to say because right now we are about, we are out of stock but uh, we we are we are working on that and, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll be with you shortly. Okay. So, three customers out of how many? Um, some uh, I'm uh, I'm not really at liberty to say but I think that it's around nineteen thousand. Whoa! Holy shit! That said, those people were not did not sign the correct paperwork so they're not technically. They're not technically clients, so really our success rate is more about a strong 54% right now, which is pretty I mean, good. That's better. Yeah, that's I mean, a lot that's of happy good. ladies. Yeah, I mean, they I say like those odds. Yeah, they say divorce. A lot of happy a, marriage counselors. They say like 50% of uh, couples get divorced. I mean, this is about the same, but we're working on it getting better. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I believe you can. Um, yeah, so um, this is really interesting. I think we have a lot of listeners who might be um, interested in, in joining your program. Yeah. Is there is there anything else you'd like to tell us about today? If you buy right now, then we will get the sequel of How to Find Love in 10 Days. It's called How to Find Love in 5 Days. Ooh. <laughs> Day one, order our special, all now limited edition uh, training stepson who <laughs> you are legally not in trouble if... You try to fuck. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Nice. Okay. Nice. I think I I appreciate you coming on, but I think we're gonna have to ask you to leave. We That's have fine. A, we have a strict no felon policy in the studio. Uh, and, I gotta uh, leave. If then. you could just if you could just walk out. But thank you. I mean. Thank you for having me. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. For this Valentine's Day episode, we thought it would be fun to read from the script of The Devil Wears Prada. I think there's enough rules. Okay. I figure this will be. Do we got a roll for Amra? Yes, yes. So, 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 I'm Emily. Emily yeah, right? she's she's Emily. So, so to set it up, yes. Yeah, so, so Andy is the prospective, uh, t- uh, like assistant at the magazine. who's mm-hmm. not very fashionable. Emily is kind of like the blunt English, like Emily very blunt. fashionista. Hottie. Yeah, yeah, hottie. And, and and then Nigel, I assume, is the gay man who works in the premises. <laughs> Just um, by the name. And then the narrator is, you know. Uh, you know, kind of the, the engine of the piece. God. So yeah, yes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So. Exterior, exterior reception later. Mm-hmm. Andy is trying to arrange herself on the uncomfortable sofa uh, when suddenly a trailer, or taller. Sorry, it's very small. A taller, thinner, and amazingly more groomed version <laughs> of the woman in the room walks in. Oh, this, keep, keep going. Uh, sorry. <laughs> This is Emily, who looks the part of a sleek fashionista, but is propelled by a core of barely tamped down anxiety. Um, Andrea Barnes? Wait, that's you. That's you all. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm bad at this. <laughs> Emily looks up. Their eyes meet as Emily takes in how different Andy looks from everyone else. 
Go on, go on. Andy <laughs> springs up and falls her down the hallway. This is just like the movie. I like this. Interior runway day. Okay. Emily walks Andy down the hall. Who put you up for this job? Human resources sent me. <laughs> they do have an odd sense of humor. At the end of the long <laughs> corridor is a bullpen. Two desks outside a large corner office. Andy can only see part of the corner office, but it is seductively bright, sending light streaming into the bullpen. Andy and Emily sit down. Miranda's two assistants. I'm the first, and we're interviewing for the second, junior assistant. Miranda's an amazing woman, a legend. Working for her sets you up to work anywhere in publishing. A million girls would kill for this job. Sounds great. The thing is, Andy, we are a fashion magazine, and an interest in fashion is crucial. What makes you think that I'm not interested in fashion? Emily gives her a look. Suddenly, Emily's Blackberry goes off. <laughs> she gasps. Oh my God! No! 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 What's wrong? Exterior: Elias Clark Day. A black sedan pulls into a sudden stop outside the building. Interior runway day. <laughs> Emily springs to her feet. What the hell is she doing here? She begins rapid file, f- rapid fire dialing four-digit extensions. She's on her way. Tell everyone. <laughs> Just then, Nigel, looking dapper as usual, rushes <laughs> over to Emily. Her driver text messaged. Her colorist has the flu. Nigel turns and calls out to the office. Man, your battle station. <laughs> he runs down the hall, popping in Altoids and brushing him. What the hell? <laughs> brushing himself with a lid roller at the same time. How was this made into a movie? Oh my god. It's so bad. Oh my god. Exterior. Uh, Elias Clark. Uh, these scenes are insane. Exterior. It's called Elias. a montage. Yeah, it's chopping. Elias Clark's day. The sedan door opens. Oh we see more flashes of Miranda. $2,000. Crocodile. Manolo's. I think Manolo's. Manolo's. Chanel jacket. Perfect hair. <laughs> Fabulous Harry Winston earrings. <laughs> Change the scene again. Uh, yeah, what the <laughs> this hell? Is crazy. Elias Clark day. Okay. Everyone in a high state of alert. Assistants frank- frantically push you can just clothing. See it. It's very visceral. <laughs> out of the way. Editors race into the office. Andy peers in to see one of the editors changing from the kitchen. Heels to the sky. <laughs> kitten, heels. kitten heels. No, kitten heels. You don't know kitten what those heels. are? It's tiny. The, the script is For tiny. Um, sees another curling her lashes. Another lining her lips. Another pulls a body shaper under her dress. Interior Elias Clark Day. <laughs> okay, I can't get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's bad. It's okay, bad. Okay. I'm not just getting married okay. on All right, show. how about, uh, okay, we'll, we'll end. We'll just go, uh, we'll, we'll just fast forward to Emily with, oh my God, you're still here. Oh my God, you're still here. Go. <laughs> Andy gets up. No, stay. <laughs> I don't want you walking past her. Just sit there and I'll pray she doesn't notice you marring the area. Andy sits. Wow, this is like self-esteem camp. <laughs> okay, I think I think we're good to end. No, oh, but, but funny, there is though. a good scene. That right, was romantic. There is a good um, a, a good little snippet right after this because Miranda just came in. So who's Miranda? Oh, Miranda's the Meryl Streep. She's the yeah, 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 the yeah, but... Iron Lady. You know. So Emily runs up the hall to Miranda. I guess I could be Miranda. Yeah, yeah be Miranda. Okay, okay. and right. walks her into her office. Oh, I see. Uh, why didn't you confirm? I did. He must have gotten sick overnight. I'm so sorry, Miranda. Sorry. Is this an excuse to make the same mistake again? We see Andy watching this, but Miranda seems not to notice her. Here's the bulletin so far. At 7 o'clock, Simone called from the Paris office. She figured out data with the festival, Fox, the Rio shoot, and <laughs> fixed the Rio shoot, and confirmed with Gasselle. Gasselle. <laughs> Then, at 7.15, Michael Kors called about the Model of the Year party. He's at his house in the Caymans. I have that number. At 7.30, Natalie from Glorious Food called to see whether you'd like the Bastion filled with mixed berry praline or warm rhubarb compote. Oh, <laughs> at 8.15, Mrs. Samuels called to remind you at Parentage Conference at Dalton tonight. You and her husband have reservations at Le Bardine. Immediately following it, at 8.30, Donatella Versace called about the upcoming Miami trip. She wants to know, do you have any staff besides the driver, the chef, Pilates instructor, personal assistant, three maids, and a yacht captain? Set to call her back, and ASAP is the good yacht captains get snapped up very quickly. Is this enough rich people shit for the audience? Fine, I'll be ready to roll calls in two minutes. Let's try Donatella first. Then I want Michael, Simone, and then Jay-Z, because he's very famous. Jay-Z. And then, until Nigel... The gay man, I need an answer about swimwear. Nigel! Miranda stops. I think we're... 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> <let's> <laughs> <see it. laughs> I, My monologue. I, I'm so sickened by whoever wrote that. I, it's I'm horrible. Sickened. But it's a great movie. But it has like very little action. Like it's there's this dialogue, but no. Yeah. They just wrote brands and then assumed they would just make the movie around it. That's it's uh, no, but that's yeah. the thing. It like did come into a really good movie. It's we. I yeah. don't think it could ever write a script like that. Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't. Anyway, uh, it's hard. all right. Well, yeah. guys, um, trained. Th- yeah. th- thank you all for coming. Uh, yeah, this is our year anniversary episode. Thanks for the people who have listened the whole time and and our new listeners. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks to Sasha Bloom and uh, the Utah Podcast Network. Um, thanks for letting us come record here. Um, yeah, come back for our next episode. Should be in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, um, Brian, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have anything going on? Um, I'll be on Free Kittens. Free Kittens? March. Yep. Um, when is it? Uh, I think March 2nd. Oh, Free Kittens is an amazing show. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a really so good local show. Anyone in Utah should come out to that show. Yeah, it's at the Urban Lounge. Or if you're in like Taiwan listening, you should still come too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, see you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.